Hello and welcome to Pods Like Us. I'm Martin Quibble, known to my friends as Marv, and this time for something very different and very timely as well. Let's see what I've done there. Uh, we're going to all, there's a group of us going to have a chat now about horror films and put your notes up there, Marv. And uh, so I'll let everybody introduce themselves. First of all, Sean. Good morning, everybody. It's very, very late here. I'm tired, cranky, and I think space is rubbish already. How are you all doing? <laughs> okay, and Ryan? All right. Um, hi, my name is Ryan Joseph Murphy. I uh, created and run the anthology fiction podcast called Your Horror Show. We currently have seven episodes out right now you can listen to our newest one which is the your horror show halloween special with amazing actor josh rubin and a couple of other great creatives there so and i love horror as evidenced by my name that's cool and arthur hello hello i'm arthur howell i'm the host of two cents click a podcast that covers books movies and tv shows and i bring in a whole bunch of guests cover all the content there and i'm also in my mid-20s and i'm from seattle washington that that almost sounds like one of these uh, dating videos that people used to do back in the day arthur <laughs> <laughs> okay um brian all right uh, i'm brian i'm uh aspiring with hand you know quotations Aspiring stand-up comedian, voice actor, actor, just dabbling in everything. Um, and when I eventually get a, like a set, set up that I'm happy with, I'd like to start a podcast. But for now, I'm pretty content with just guesting on as many as I can and just, you know, getting to know as many people. And I'm having a blast doing it. So, uh, yeah. And mostly I'm just doing stand-up comedy at the moment. <laughs> But I love horror, so. Well, that's good, because if you didn't, you'd be on the wrong yeah, show. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm sure all of us will be giving you a shout to be on our shows at some point in the future, yeah. Brian. Hey, that, I appreciate that. It's cool with me. I just, I like to have fun on whatever, and you know what? I like to go with whatever the show is, and I've had, like I said, I've had a blast. That's cool. And Tyler? Hey, yeah. Uh, my name is Tyler. I'm a uh, filmmaker working on my uh, second uh, feature film right now. And um, yeah, just wanted, looking forward to talking about some uh, some horror movies. Cool. Uh, and is that Doc Heath from uh, Therapy Bites? Your microphone's muted.
Okay, and Doc? Go ahead, Doc. Introduce yourself. Okay, I'm back on. I keep on getting kicked off. Uh, the uh, Sometimes it does that, but I got... Can you guys hear me? I guess I'm on now. We can. Ah, we can hear you. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, Heath, uh, I do the uh, Therapy Bites podcast. I think we have about 82 episodes out now. Um, kind of taking a breather for a few weeks, and we've got another, I don't know, 20 in the cookers, so... Um, just glad to be here. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing from you guys what you do and, and just kind of relaxing for a, uh, a nice, uh, terrifying, uh, conversation. Yes. It's all about the spooky this week. Ooh. So, um, go on then, but we'll stay with Doc then. So Doc, when you're looking at a horror film, what do you, what are you looking for? Well, you know, I, uh. It, it, I was actually talking with someone earlier today about this. I actually, it depends on what you call a horror movie because I'm more of the Alfred Hitchcock. Um, yeah, suspense. Yeah, maybe M. Night Shyamalan guy because I remember hearing or reading, Stephen King did a book, I think it's called On Writing, and he said that he could go for the low-hanging fruit if he wants, and sometimes he said he does, and he'll just graphically describe, you know, the heart being carved out of the chest and some creature eating it or whatever. But he, he admits that that's kind of low-hanging fruit, and, and a much higher form of writing is where you let, you, you organize your writing where the audience has to do most of the creation of the horror inside their head. And, and that's what I want to do. I don't want, I don't really enjoy uh, some, you know, writer feeding me everything. Uh, so I love figuring out things on my own and then kind of leading me along. And so if there's not, if there's, if there's not a lot of unanswered questions, you know, you really don't see the creature, you really don't see the killer. You're not really sure who it is, and I, I guess, you know, to that end, one of my favorite ones was, I guess like everybody, that uh, Wes Craven did so well, just to work a genius, was uh, Scream, because you, it's it's really just a whodunit, and he, he yeah. doesn't give you that to the very end, unlike in my younger days, like a lot of people, I was just fascinated, scared the crap out of me, but I was fascinated by uh, Halloween, because you have this immortal, unkillable, invincible, uh, you know, maniac. And but but for me, that kind of wore thin. You know, after a while, if if you got into it like I did, and me and my friends really did, so we wanted to figure out, you know, how do you create all these effects? And and we we started out creating things that made your skin look old. You know, the old Boris Karloff movie tricks and the Lon Chaney and Lon Chaney Jr. Uh, movie tricks, and we made all those. And then it seems like there was a big escalation after Hitchcock in, in just, I hate to say, kind of, you know, low rent, easy to make. Uh, maybe, uh, of course, I'm not a film producer. Maybe they're not easy to make. But, you know, you can create all these effects, and it's, it's, it seems easier than crafting something that really, really makes the audience have to pay attention. 
And those are the kinds that I like, you know. Uh, I'm trying to think of one offhand. I guess it'd be, you know, some of the old ones, Scream. Uh, one of my favorite ones is, um, uh, I don't know, you probably wouldn't call it a horror movie, but one of my all-time favorite suspense kind of horror movies was, um, what was it called, Ten Little Indians, the, uh, Agatha, based on the Agatha Christie book, where yeah. I remember as a kid watching this. It's an old black and white. They're on an island. And if you haven't watched it, you really should watch it. Uh, but one by one, people start just turning up dead. And you don't know who's doing it. You know, it's it's kind of, well, I guess we'll get down to it because if there's only two people left, it has to be one of them. Uh, so uh, I, think, I think what I like about horror movies that are done well is if uh, you have to work at figuring it out, if you really have to tune in, um, but I don't know if that answers your question or if I just kind of tap danced around it. You can keep tap dancing away as much <laughs> as you like. Uh, so, so, uh, you know, so I'll, mm -hmm. I'll, uh, go well, on. No, I was, go I was on, just going to say, you know, uh, uh, you know, it's all kind of coming back to me now. One of the, the scariest movies I remember first being exposed to was, um, based on the Ray Bradbury book, uh, Something Wicked This Way Comes. Yes. Yeah. Classic. Absolutely. You, you, you were carrying on there, Doc. You were going to say something more. To the, a little bit of the psychology, maybe it's up to you, up to you guys. What fascinates me is so you know why would we watch this stuff to begin with? Uh, you know yeah. what's behind it, what's beneath it, what's the attraction, and is there value to it? Um, but something wicked this way comes, and and even the freaking advertisement would keep me awake at night. Well, I mean, I mean, it's not it's not a horror film, but you know, I I love the book and the and the film Fahrenheit four five one, which is based on you know the well, like I said, I, I, lo I love the book as well by Ray Bradbury. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of his books and a lot of his writings are have that sort of element to them. But I I love him as a writer anyway. Yeah, I definitely agree. He is one hell of a writer. And then I remember. I, I, I was actually born in Nashville, Tennessee, and we, we uh, uh, I can kind of base dates on where I was located at the time, but we moved to uh, Arkansas uh, in, in kind of the southern middle U.S., and somehow I got my hands on the Amityville Horror, uh, and I read that book, and that really, all oh, that really screwed me up. I thought, holy crap, you know, there's freaking demons and and everything and and then the movie finally came out and i watched it of course the movie wasn't anywhere near as good as the book and here's a psychological thing why well because you know uh back then you know what were what were movies shot in i don't know 480p or something um and we watched it on old tube tv and and so i guess maybe it's worse than 480p but you know your brain is way beyond you know, high definition 8K. 
so I could imagine it so much better just reading the words on the page, you know, George and the family, Lutz was the family in it, and, uh, you know, every time I saw a fly, I thought, well, here come the demons, you know, they're, they're gathering, and there's a second and a third fly, you know, and, but um, uh, that's, uh, I, I, I guess that's, a, uh, for me, a horror movie, so I'm, I, I cut my teeth on, you know, sneaking around and watching, you know, the Friday the 13th and, and the Halloween uh, movies. Uh, I just rewatched part of an, one that, that I loved, uh, you know, a classic with Chris Sarandon. Um, anybody know which one that is? Uh, Chris Sarandon, a classic Right hey, there you go. Good memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And redone by, uh, well, the, I guess it was the same guy. Uh, what's his name? I don't remember the, the director's name, but. Um, yeah, they, they redid it with Colin yeah. Farrell. Yeah, he did good. You know, Colin Farrell did good, but you'll know you never beat the original one with Roddy McDowell in it. He's just big Roddy McDowell fan. Amazing, amazing. And, uh, oh, by the way, you know the kid that played in that, Charlie? I was sitting here, you know, I look people up and I'm watching these shows. I look, I look up the actors on Wikipedia or whatever. <laughs> um, Charlie is from a city in where in Nowheresville, Arkansas, literally uh, El Dorado, Arkansas. And in, in the, the, the bottoms of Arkansas, the only thing they do down I mean, some farming and duck hunting. And somehow he got from there to Hollywood and became famous for this... Uh, you know, this movie. Uh, but I read where they, they really didn't like the remake. Uh, uh, the guy that played Charlie and Evil Ed or Ned or whatever his name was, they, they weren't big fans of the movie, uh, the remake with Colin Farrell. Um, the, the, the remake the remake was fun. I mean, David Tennant is great in it. Uh, Colin Farrell is actually very strong in it. Anton Yelchin is a fantastic actor. The remake is fun. Is, is it is it going to have the same nostalgia value as the original? No, and that's fine. Uh, but it's it's a very solid remake. There's been, I mean, it's funny, you know, Archie, you talk about, you, you know, you were saying like, oh, I like horror that I don't see. And I like, you know, we're talking about like, oh, like the original Haunting, you know, it has nothing, you know, you never see any ghosts, you never see anything like that. It's just hearing noises, banging on walls. And I love that film. It's great. But, you know, I think some of the scariest films we've ever seen have been things we see, which is namely The Thing, the remake with John Carpenter is yeah. considered to yeah. be one of the greatest remakes oh. of all time, has some of the greatest creature effects of all time, um, and it's, it, it still holds up. I mean, American Werewolf in London has the greatest werewolf transformation of all time. Um, Nobody's like, mentioned the More of a company, yeah. though. Nope, sorry. What was that, sorry? What was that, man? Oh, I said nobody's mentioned The Exorcist yet, which has blown my mind. I mean, that, that's yeah, and, precedent. Oh, yeah, I just saw that. And, and The Exorcist good, yeah, is great. And again, you're going to see, you see pretty much everything in The Exorcist. I mean, like, again, I, I would, and then we have, you know, we've obviously had icons of horror in the last, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. You mentioned Michael, who we yep. see, in, you know, uh, Jason, who doesn't actually come in until Friday the 13th, part two. Um, and doesn't yep. actually get the mask until Friday the 13th, part three. Um, and then you have, you know, uh, Freddy, who's another iconic figure who's, you know, again, you're going to yeah. see him, you're going to have the quip. So I would argue that horror is just as much about what you see and what you don't see. It's all about, though, 
in the essence of horror, you have to have something that is going to give you tension, entertain you. It doesn't matter if you see it or don't. It has to be done in a way that is is going to make it believable for you in the moment. And I feel like horror fans in general are the most empathetic of all genre fans. Why? Because we understand that death is always one step away. And if death Mm. is always there, then you are more empathetic to the life that you live. And the fact that people say, well, why do you watch this schlock? Why do you watch this crap? It's just people getting killed all the time. Right, but people do get killed all the time, and people do die all the time, and we know that death is always a constant within us. And I'd rather see it happen from Jason than see it on the news on my TV, personally. I totally agree. Like uh, Alfred Hitchcock's The Crows was to me... Birds, yeah. The birds, yeah, sorry. Was one of the most terrifying movies I I ever watched as like a young kid because it just made no sense to me. It it was like this is something that could happen at any moment. And and I obviously I mean before I was you know anything into science or anything, but that and like I, I wanted to ask one question. Does uh I know the doctor mentioned M Night Shyamalan. Yep. What do you guys think of a movie like The Happening? Well, I mean, it depends what you think, doesn't it? I mean, in terms of a horror film, dreadful. Um, yeah, I was about to say I, mean, I would agree. Yeah, I, I think it depends. You could you could go round and round for hours about what a horror film is. Um, yeah, right. I think I think the biggest issue with horror films is because there's a lot of bad ones as well, an awful lot of bad ones. That I think as a genre, it's got you look down on a horror film first and foremost. I don't buy the elevated horror stuff now. I think that's just repackaging something. I don't buy it because most of them have been awful. Um, but I think I, I do come down more with the doc to be honest. Um, I've not met him, so I'm not, <laughs> uh, but I just in terms of I, my personal horror favorites are more things that you either you don't see or that you get very little explanation for. So, you know, your Shinings, films like Signs, although, you know, I'm, signs I'm not one. against seeing a lot of films. But, 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 but I'll counter again, against you on that. You see everything in The Shining. You see literal elevators of blood. You see w- girls being killed. You see an old woman with a, sh- a, a, a d- disgusting body. You, see, I mean, you see everything in The Shining. There's not, there's not a lot left your inf- to, your, to your imagination. True, the only but- thing that's left... Yeah. the imagination in that film is it is it is jack really crazy that's the but that's thing. not the horror that's not the horror though is it? not for me anyway i mean obviously everyone sees it differently but for me the horror of that film aren't these random little vignettes you get of like the bear and the guy in the room or whatever it is that other you know the lift with the uh with the blood coming out of it i think the horror in that is that the that film's essentially trying to say and i do need to read the book admittedly that the greatest horror is not some, you know, not some supernatural thing. It's like, you know, it's it's a family member who, you know, their type thing. Obviously, I'm not going to get into that, but I think I, I see what you mean. But I think the, I don't think the horror is about that, and we get no explanation for the shining. I mean, we get a bit more in Doctor Sleep, which I think is underrated. But I, I see what you're saying. You're, I don't you agree. Got, you're yeah. talking <laughs> about um, not being able to see 
things, kind of the suspense. What do you guys think my, of my, the, my uh, thinking the, when it comes the to whole, uh, horror movies in general? Though iconic images type of, uh, type of are what's like, going to drive uh, a lot of the times activity. the fear factor. Yes, it's not just jump scary type of thing. That's just you know whatever. Just Bob. Oh, I'm I'm jumping out of my seat. I'm super scared. I understand the idea of less is more when it comes to filmmaking. I mean, I've, I've made plenty of shorts and produced stuff and all that. But at the end of the day, though, you still need to have iconic images within horror that drive our imagination to want to be scared of something. I mean, I remember being in, um, you know, being in a theater and watching Get Out and everyone was on the edge of their seat. And you could argue Get Out's elevator horror, whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't care. Get Out's a great story. It's entertaining. Um, and again, you pretty much see everything in Get Out. There's not a lot left to the imagination in that film. But again, it's how the story is told. It's how the story is conveyed to us as viewers that makes us scared. And it's and it usually great horror, the greatest of horror. We're talking about Exorcist, Get Out, The Shining, Halloween 1, Get Out, uh, really? Nightmare on Elm Street, any of those. The greatest horrors are always things that we as people fear in our daily lives, whether it's, you know, closeted racism, whether it's our dreams attacking us, whether it's the suburban evil in Halloween, like all of the greatest horrors always come because our daily lives are filled constantly with fear. Yeah, I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought up uh, Get Out There, because actually before you did that, I was thinking of iconic images, and one of the things I thought of right away was like the, the teacup and get out, or even just Chris just floating in the, in, in the darkness, the void. And I feel like those are iconic images that I think of immediately and among iconic images in horror. And to expand this, to go back to ta uh, talking about what I find suspenseful in horror, what I find. Uh, I feel like because I have a very omnivorous taste when it comes to horror. Like I consume a lot of different movies. Like it can be actually I consume like slashers. I love slasher horror. I love slow burn horror. I love the I guess you know elevated horror, quote unquote. Even though I don't really like that term because I feel like that's kind of like it looks down on other types of horror. But stuff like you know hereditary, you know, or or Midsommar. I like a lot of different types of horror. Or a, or a zombie horror, like Candy like Candy Pizan. I love that movie. I just saw it recently. And I think that what I just, at the end of the day, I just want some good old suspense that's well executed, whether, again, whether it is in the form of a slasher or a slow burn or something that is explicitly violent or maybe it's more psychological. I just want it to terrify me in a way that I can connect with in some fashion. Just that, just sense and fear running through my blood yeah. as I'm watching this, watching this experience. Yeah, I can definitely understand that. That, that, that definitely makes sense to me. Um, I, I definitely think that there's got to be a balance found between um, leaving something to the imagination and giving, like uh, Horror Show said, giving that icon of fear, like, like the things that surround you. Um, Tyler brought up before, uh, he was, he was about to bring up, um, what do you guys think exactly of, of the found footage things then? Because I personally, I think Blair Witch Project was, they did it and it was new. It was inventive. It was creative. Um, I think the first paranormal activity was, it was done on a dirt cheap budget. And you know what? 
I think for what they had to work with, I think they did really well with it. But as far as holding up to like all time horror, I don't think they do. It, a Blair Witch Project does, but aside from that, and that's only because it set a, like a precedent. I I, I would argue. I was going to say, I would argue, I, I watched Paranormal Activity when it first came out, and, and again, in a crowded theater, and it was it, it terrifying. And again, I, I think it's all about most found footage films are cheap, right? Because that's the essence of found footage. It's, it's cheaply made to begin with. So it's really about how far does your mileage vary on on a bunch of found footage movies. There's there's some found footage movies I've seen that I'm like, it doesn't work. It just doesn't. It's not good. It's it's not it's not taking found footage into a new direction that's fun. And then there's some like you just said, I Blair Witch remains a classic. It's 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 a fantastic examination. And again, Blair Witch's fear, I would argue, comes from the fact that many people thought that was real. They actually thought that was actually real. The marketing campaign for Blair Witch was bar none, one of the greatest ever. Um, And people legitimately thought the Blair Witch was actually happening. So it terrified people to see this thing potentially happen for real. And again, Paranormal Activity is just a great ghost movie. It just works because it's a really good, well-made haunted house film. And sometimes that's all you need, no matter what type of way you film it or not yeah yeah i'd agree with both of you guys on uh on both of those actually paranormal activity and blair witch project and then oh they just kind of kept going and going and it just kind of lost its uh lost its appeal well that's what happens you know they try and yeah, milk it and they milk it and <laughs> it runs dry then they reboot it then they remake it then they milk it again oh. then they make a sequel to reboot to reboot but Okay, so uh, so I have been making my way through found footage movies, found footage horror movies, and I feel like the majority of the ones I've seen, maybe I've just been more lucky and more fortunate, but I feel like the majority of the ones I've seen, the few found footage horror movies I've seen, have been either, you know, good, you know, pretty good, to great. And I feel like the, my favorite found footage horror movie is Creep. I just continue to love that movie. I've seen it twice by now. And it is just so, so damn creepy, you know, like, no, yeah, creepy, you know, fitting for, fitting for the title. And it's like, you know, well acted, you know, I love the banter, the dialogue, got good jump scares. And it's, it's under an hour and a half, so that's really helped with the runtime, keep things tight. And uh, so also, and, uh, the Blair Witch Project. You know, I know people love it, but I'll deliver the hot take and say that I did not care for it. I thought it was very boring. So I will say, I can definitely see when it came out, how it would be so horrifying to watch when you think like, oh crap, this, this really happened? Did it actually happen? And that is a marketing campaign that will never happen again. Like that was such, it's so specific to that. They tried with Paranormal Activity. Oh, there was a lot. I remember when it came out. They tried to recreate really? that that Blair Witch project. At least here yeah. in like New yeah, York. You just, you I, I live on Long Island, right next to like Amityville, like twenty minutes from Amityville. So I I grew up here. I I literally like my my wife, her family knew the Lutzes. Um, so like it, now you would you would go up to the house, you wouldn't even recognize. It. It's kind of funny. It's like all bougie and shit now. It's 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 wild, but like here in the U.S., Paranormal Activity was like 
I remember the, everyone was saying, hey, you know, like this was apparently, you know, it could be real. It could be this. It could be that. And, you know, in today's day and age, I mean, it's not hard to just go on the like Internet. But I mean, even when when I was younger, we didn't have the greatest access to everything. So it's still somewhat had an effect, but nothing like Blair Witch. I mean, you didn't, you couldn't look up anything, and then if, if it wasn't in the newspaper, it was word of mouth, and that's that was a strong, strong marketing campaign, like you said. Yeah, I wish, oh. I, I wish I would have been able, like, yeah, again, I, I'd be very curious to be like, oh, if I could have watched it back in that time period, how would I feel about it? But just for now, you know, as someone who saw it recently, a few months ago, I just, you know, again, I was, I was bored by it, but I can see, you know, I can understand why other people would love it. And, but yeah, found, again, found footage in general, again, just the movies I've seen, I feel like, or like, uh, Wreck, Wreck is another I feel like a, a strong found footage war movie that I had a good time with. And uh, the taking of Deborah Logan, I also enjoyed that one as well. Yeah, one of the great things about horror films is, though, I mean, it's it's one of those uh, genres where uh, there are various different types, as we've sort of hinted at already, you know, because you've already mentioned, you know, the um, one of those that's sort, sort of almost suspenseful t- that comes to mind to me and is very little known would be a film called The Others, which, you know, I, I mean, well, I'm sure that Nicole Kidman. That. Yeah. The Nicole Kidman film. And I think What's that's incredible. Film? Really good film. And it's really well paced. And the fact that there's that switch there, there's almost like a Shyamalan switch there, but done better than some of his films are. Um, but, easy, Marv, easy. <laughs> easy, yeah. Uh, but yeah. I mean, in the sixth sense as well, that's that's almost similar yeah. as well. With the same scared the sort life of... out of me as a kid, that scared the life out of me. One of the but, first horror films I ever yeah. saw, but but it's, it's an incredible film at the same time. You've got another type of horror film, as I think Ryan mentioned it, and it's actually in my cho- one of my choices of three was The Thing, which is completely different, but it's still horror. But it's different. Do you see what I mean? It's like you've got all these different, almost sub horror, in a sense. Yes. Yeah, there's, there's all kinds of different ones. And then you got the, you know, the saw. Well, I mean, we haven't even. And I was going to say too. We haven't even brought up. Like. I mean, you brought up the thing, but we haven't even brought up, you know, Alien, Aliens. I mean, both of oh, those God, are, yeah. are absolute. Oh yeah. Are oh, absolute. Yeah. Just like, you know, but again, we don't. I think the the problem is Halloween horror is very specific. It and is. What I mean by that is, is that there's a certain feeling I want with Halloween horror because we got I can watch horror all year round and and believe me I do, but Halloween horror hits a little different. What I want in Halloween horror is I want during the month of October I want the castles with lightning. I want the fog. I want. Uh, you know, I want to see trick or treaters. I want to see autumn leaves. Like I want to feel the 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 you know the 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 mood, the the feel of this you know this this kind of um, this weather change. And so for for Halloween horror, it's, for me, it's like I want to watch Trick or Treat, which I think is one of the greatest anthology horror films of all time. It's it's fantastic. Um, I want to watch things like Halloween, you know, the first Halloween film. I want to watch you know uh, things that are just 
are are more kin, like you know, Frankenstein, the original, or you know, um, Young Frankenstein. There's, I mean, I want to watch things that are going to give me a feel for this kind of classic horror, even like Hammer horror. Like I last night, I watched The Curse of Frankenstein with Peter Cushing. Um, so it's like I want to feel those types of things during this month because it's so specific for the one month that we get, where most of the time we don't really watch these during the rest of the year because it's not really the feel for them. But I would argue that. Halloween really does give a different sense of horror than most other months of the year do. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm definitely in agreement for sure. Um, and, and, you know, definitely like thinking about it, uh, uh, you make such a good point about that. Just that Halloween, it, it's a different type of horror. It's almost like a, like you said, just you want to see, pumpkins you want to see jack-o'-lanterns you want to see just you want to be immersed in that that place where you currently are and you know that's why i think things like uh hell um i wouldn't yeah i mean i wouldn't even think about like the exorcist as a true true halloween movie i think the thing that comes to mind most for me is like Michael Myers, because as a kid, I used to watch all the Halloweens that were out, even though when I was younger, they made no sense why there was, you know, two Halloweens and an H2O and a... The make no sense is not adult, Brian. Don't worry. I know. I know. But <laughs> I, I trust me. I know. And then the new ones continued off the first one. Whatever. It, which, it was broken as hell because they could have continued it off the second one. It just, it may, whatever. I'm not going to go, I'm not even going to go into that. But, but, I just think that that was always symbolic to me. And I know that for like, uh, like my parents and shit, and even for like my, like my older cousins, they were big. Jason, uh, Freddie, um, some of them even considered like, the later Predator movies, because they had, like, Predator, I, I don't, I don't think that's horror at all. I think that completely jumps genres. But, Go on, yeah, so, I mean, I just, I, I, I don't know. I, uh, I, I really do like the way that um, Horror Show put it. I think that Halloween does make for a very niche amount of like the ones that really put you in the mood and because yeah. hell I mean I even think back and I think to things like I mean I know they're not technically horror but they were for me like when I was a kid I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, Crybaby Lane no I don't know I that don't one know. anyone else okay no. this was this was a this was a screwed up film that was made by Nickelodeon and aired one time and one time only. And it was apparently, I watched it when it came out at like 10 years old. And it was aired in like the 90s. And so they got so many calls from kids who were petrified. And it was eventually given like, an, like a 17 plus rating. And it was just not meant for kids. And things like that stand out in my mind. And, like, they're so obscure, but they remind me so much of just Halloween. 
like the Freddy Krueger, that's Halloween to me. Um, Jason is, even that's Halloween to me because it was always set like in fall before he went to space. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, R- Ryan mentioned Hammer films earlier on, and one that uh, one that I've got in my list as well is a Hammer film, uh, Dracula, Prince of Darkness, and that to me is autumnal, mm. fall style. You know, you've got the you've got the leaves falling from the trees on the ground, which is you know autumnal or fall season in America. Um, so that's a film as well, and the and the whole pacing of that as well that. I just see that as being having that Halloween season feel to it because it's got all those elements in there. Well, I was going to say too another another one that I watch continually uh, every year is I watch uh, the Adventures of Ichabod, uh, which is on I think Disney Plus now. But that that one to me screams Halloween as well yes. as like Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow by Tim Burton is also another insanely Halloween centric. You know, you have those like very dark colors mixed in with those very bright pumpkins, very bright kind of autumn leaves. And again, uh, you know, I watched so many different TV specials during this time too. I'll watch, you know, Tales from the Dark Side did a Halloween episode. Tales from the Crypt did only uh which is their their Halloween episode. I mean, like I watch all of that stuff too because again, it's a feeling that you're getting during this time of wanting to see certain things. You want to see costumes. You want to see like kind of gory, but fun. Like, and again, we have Friday the 13th fall in Halloween this year. So it was great. You could watch Friday the 13th, you know, a couple of movies on the day of this year and it felt Halloweeny. but there is a, I, I think a specific feeling you get when you watch these types of like Gothic horror, kind of like, you know, in the universal monsters hammer and like some of these like, specific haunted house films and specific slasher films that really harken to like the the feeling of what Halloween is for many people. And so yeah, I think it's it's very specific in this in this niche and especially in the last week that we have here of, of Halloween. Hey, yeah, totally say totally pro- Nightmare, oh, no. sorry. Go ahead, Arthur. I, I was gonna say Nightmare Before Christmas also it's very much a Halloween movie. Nightmare Before Christmas and also Coraline. Agreed. I, th- I think it was um, the person who does Holidays After Dark, uh, Kristin. She she said to me that uh, a nightmare for, before Christmas. She has this um, this tradition that she does where she will watch that film uh, for Halloween, and then the week leading up to Christmas, she'll watch it again because she sees it as being one of those rare films that both. straddles both. I uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I agree. Here's here's a a little. I, I don't know. I I know that uh, horror show mentioned Disney Channel. For some reason, when I was younger, and my, my this was when my sister was at the age of watching Disney Channel, my little sister, Halloween Town, when they got frozen into stone. I had nightmares about that shit for days. Was that Goosebumps over here? We used to watch Goosebumps on television. I don't know if you guys got it on television over there. Yep. I presume you did. We had Are You Afraid yeah. of the Dark on uh, Oh, oh are The you Goosebumps of the dark series. Too. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Say cheese and die. The mm-hmm. creepy dog's eyes. Yeah. I, 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 I
I was going to say the other big one too is I grew up with watching Are You Afraid of the Dark. I mean, that was my gateway, <laughs> one of my biggest gateway horror ones, and it was it was, it was amazing. And again, there's a their pilot episode is a riff on the monkey's paw set on Halloween, and so it's, yep. again, it's another great one to watch on Halloween. See, when I grew up, the things, the films that came out on Halloween were like the Saw films. That was what came out like I think every mm. other, and I was I was really with them for about three or four films. I don't mind watching between like four and eight, but and, but after that they they got a bit tedious. I, I, think I will say, I will say the new Saw film is fantastic. I, I I've not seen it yet, but I've heard things. I will shock. I was shocked at how good it was. It was it was great. It was it was. I'm with I'm with most people. I think the first two are very solid. Three is okay. But the newest Saw film, Saw X, was fantastic. I would honestly rate it right below Saw 1. It was really fun. Ooh, that doesn't shake me. I've, I've seen most of the Saw movies, so that doesn't shake me. And I'm not like I'm not the biggest Saw fan, though I do think the first one is actually quite good. But the other movies that I have seen from the series, I'm like, eh, I don't know. Now, see, does anyone, does anyone look at Chucky as, like, a Halloween horror icon? Oh, definitely. <coughs> I'd, I'd, I'd say so. Yeah, put him up there with uh, Jason and Freddy. I, I think Chucky is now more in the lexicon because if you really look at Child's Play, the yeah. first two movies are fantastic. Two is honestly yes. almost arguably better than one. Um, agreed. Three oh, is agreed. Grand. Yes. Bride of Chucky's yeah. is great. Yeah. Uh, Bride of Bride of Chucky's great, but the, the TV show, the Chucky TV show is great. It's actually really, really good. So, yeah, I think Chucky's more now in the lexicon. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, I honestly, too, look at, like, Evil Dead 1 and 2. Those are great Halloween movies, too. Those are very much in the Halloween vein. So, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, what you, what you said there with, with that one, with Child's Play, that brings another thing to mind where sometimes you find that these films, they hit their stride not in the first film, but but later, because I I think the same in a sense with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, where the first film, as good as it is, the characterization of uh, Freddy is more ironed out in the second film than in the first. is 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 a bit of a messy character in the first film, but in the second, that's when he really becomes the the Freddy Krueger that people know. M- Marv, I would I would even argue uh, one more film. Number three, Dream Warriors is actually the best in the entire franchise. It is the most I like fun. I, I, it's 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 hysterical. That's the one where he grabs the girl and he goes, "It's prime time, bitch!" and he throws her head inside of a inside of a TV. I mean, it's it's it's, it's great. <laughs> um, but 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 that's I, I agree with you. I mean, I think one, I think Nightmare on Street One is a great movie. It's 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 honestly a little scarier, but three has the best overall characterization of Freddy, and that sometimes happens. I mean, look, I'm gonna be pseudo kind of like controversial here. I think Halloween three, Season of the Witch, again another incredible Halloween movie, is probably the <laughs> second best <laughs> Halloween <laughs> film. <laughs> Ooh, that that's a that's a. I mean, it's one. it's it's not a, it's not a. I mean, you know, let's be honest, right? I like I love the Halloween films, but Jesus Christ, there's some absolute dross in there. So saying, that's oh, yeah. Second one, it, oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> I probably agree. I think if anything, it it's a shame it gets lumped in with um with the whole Halloween series. I've actually this is not a plug, Marv. Sorry, but just I I've got I I watched Halloween three for the first time, and I've got an episode coming out 
I think for Halloween. Um, and I was really impressed with the with that one. Just it's just a great film. Just and I just thought it's a shame that it gets lumped in with the Halloween films because it it could stand on its own two feet. I know at the it time should. it didn't get much. Yeah, yeah. And it and it goes places that many films won't go. Um in terms of like kids tend not to die and it oh, didn't care at all. So <laughs> I really enjoyed it. So I really enjoyed that film. And it, it was quite iconic and you know, like the it's five days till Halloween and all the masks and I thought, how is yeah. this not better known? Like especially in the Halloween not to, series. Not to mention the middle finger to every person expecting Mike Myers right in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Like, the night no one came home. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, we've been joined by Jr. from uh, WV Uncommonplace. How what do you look? What do you look for in a in a uh, horror film or a Halloween film, Jr. Right, so for a Halloween film, if we're going to actually like talk about that franchise real quick, I look at H two O. When you know when everything was kind of rebooted in a, in a horror film, I kind of look like if we're looking for something that's cringy, I say like Hellraiser. Hellraiser, no. the first Hellraiser is like. It, it, to me is it, it, it just it's solid uh, the premise of it works out fine what doesn't work for me is any Jason movie uh, the first Jason movie the second one both of those two just never drew me in um, any of them on Elm Street I, would, I really enjoy all those the only thing that I didn't enjoy out of any horror franchise was Jason versus Freddy Right. I, I would I would argue I would argue with Friday the thirteenth, the best Friday the thirteenth film is the fourth one, the final Friday. That is that's to me is the, the quintessential kind of interpretation of Jason if you watch it. Like he's he's fully Jason formed. X. Yeah. Jason X is fun too, honestly. Jason Jason X is funner than it ever gets credit for, but <laughs> but, but, but but Friday the thirteenth part four and Friday the Friday thirteenth part six, both of those are honestly really fun. They're, they're not to be taken as seriously. They're kind of a little bit more kitschy, but they have some of the best deaths. And in, in Friday 13 Part 4, you see Jason without his mask as this deformed, ugly zombie. It's great. But can I ask y'all this? What do y'all think when Jason goes to hell? Easily the not worst one. Like one, one, if not the worst ones. That one was almost borderline unwatchable. Yeah, it's a hard pass. Mm-hmm. I'm going to often watch all these for the first time, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> have, have you seen Candyman, uh, Sean? No, Tony Todd, not yet. It's on the list. Ooh, I've got a that's big a good, that's a good one. Yeah, good, that's, that, that's one of my three. That's my other third one. That's my third get one. It, that get it down, Marv. We'll, we'll do it. Get it down. Get it on the list. We'll do it. See, I, see, I, my, my my views are a bit, you know, my list. Well, not my list of my three top, but I've just got like honorable mentions like Wolf Creek, The Descent, Dog Soldiers, yeah. Creep, the wow. 2004 Creep with the. Uh, the last, the German last from uh, the Bond films. I can never get a name right. It's gone on my head. But yeah, so that's where I that's where I come at it. But and I'm a sucker for a good, a good Exorcist type film. Like I like the Exorcist, but you know, like those kind of schlocky, cursed films you get now, like the well, Conjurings and stuff. Hey, like that. I'm a real sucker for those. It's perfect. You bring that up, review because one of my three, and the one of my well, the last of my three. And this, I don't know how you guys feel about this. Is Thirteen Ghosts? I love that movie. I haven't mm. seen that one. I've what? seen. There's not a rewatch. I'm assuming. I'm assuming you're meaning the remake, correct? Uh, the one. 
released, I think it was in like with Matthew, 2001. With Matthew Lillard, correct? Yes, Matthew Lillard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's the remake. But yeah, no, 13 Ghosts is fun. I, I mean, it's it's a fun, kitschy movie. It was when Dark Castle was doing their effectively, they're kind of schlocky. They also did um, Ghost Ship and they did. Uh, yeah, Ghost Ship was a good one. Film yeah. that is. <laughs> the yeah, beginning also... iconic. Quick tangent yeah, here. But then the rest Quick of the film Yep. Quick tangent here. Matthew Lillard is the best thing in the Scooby Doo films. Oh, without a doubt. He has wonderful. That's not really saying much, though. So Ghost Ship, yeah, again, the beginning is great. Ghost Ship, the beginning is great. Everything else sucks. And then House on Haunted Hill was another Dark Castle remake that they made, obviously, of the Vincent Price film. So. And I'll say one thing, though. I actually, like, horror wise, just like. Can I just. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, sorry, mate. Go on. Sorry, I'll, I'll jump in after you. Sorry. Um, I love Puppet Master, the first three. Mm. Huh. I can't believe we've gone this far into it. I don't know how long we... There's no timer. But we've gone a good hour into it as a group of horror fans, and we haven't even got onto the Texas Chainsaw Massacre yet. We haven't even touched, we haven't even touched upon them. Although Be- I do because think- because most of them, because most of them, to be fair, are not very good. And it's, yeah, the, the well, these are... Yeah, I mean, how the, the only ones the I've seen one... are the first. The first one is the first one's really good. I love that. I love. I think the first, first one. one's horrendous. First I, one. I hate the first hmm. one. Oh, wait, what? Wait, wait. Most overrated films. Ex- honestly, explain yourself. Well, I just don't. I don't think a lot of it. I watched it. The original, that like, yeah, the music's pretty good, but the film overall is really, really poor. And I thought, like, considering that the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre film I saw was the 2003 remake, right? Oh, but the bar wasn't high. But I enjoyed that no. one. And then I watched the original and I was like, is, is this it? The pacing, is this genuinely the pacing it? was my problem. It's, it's just, oh, it's just, I mean, oh, but I just... You just did everything. everything. No, no, Arthur, no. <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing that, um... I would say the only other type of Chainsaw Massacre movie I've ever seen is the, the reboot, the one with Alexandra Daddario. And yeah, that yeah, one yeah. was very yeah. forgettable. Review one thing that you brought up. That's a yeah. that's a good point. Is the uh, is the music, and uh, that's a that's a really uh, important thing. You know, iconic music in horror movies that brings uh, that's something that I'm looking for in them. Oh yeah, I know, mean that's what Halloween and brings stuff to like the that. Table. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was about Absolutely. to say that even like John has a, has a really great. Oh god, yeah. Very similar. Oh yeah. Well, look at Signs. Signs as well. That's got such an underrated soundtrack. I mm-hmm. love the soundtrack for Signs. Yeah. Really, really good. But I mean, soundtracks. You know, you make you mentioned that one Halloween. There's something about the soundtracks that that I think with John Carpenter that yeah, have got something really special because there's there's almost a simplicity to the melody. No, it's very, it's very. But yeah. at the same time, yeah. at the same time, it's got that eerie. Whatever he does works perfectly for his films. And in this right. case, with that, and then with the music in the fog as well, and then in the thing, the music, it it's it's the perfect example of where the music is a character in the film. Well, it helps create oh, that. Mark, 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 Mark yeah, sorry. One, one movie before I go, another movie that should be mentioned as so supremely fun with a great fucking soundtrack is Phantasm. Phantasm 1 yeah. has an incredible mm. soundtrack. Phantasm Boy, and then Phantasm 2. I would argue Phantasm 2 is a better film than Phantasm 1. You can rarely find it. I have a DVD copy that I bought at Amoeba in Los Angeles. You can rarely find it. It's The rights issues for that film are just, are just 
destroyed. So it's rarely on stream. Is that why? Yeah, yeah, it's a whole bunch Mm. of rights issues with that one. Phantasm 2, though, is fantastic. It is like bonkers, gonzo, like Evil Dead 2. The the effects work is great. You got spinning balls, putting it into people's heads with blood splattering out. Mm. Um, It's awesome. And then, um, the, but the soundtrack for both of those movies is, is extremely iconic and great. Uh, guys, this has been a blast. I'm going to head out. I'll, I'll talk to y'all soon. Ryan, hey, very, very quickly, Thank Ryan. You. Very quickly, Thanks, Ryan. Be- before you go, Ryan, just let people know what you're up to at the moment and where to find you. Yes, yeah. You can, you can listen to my podcast, Your Horror Show. It's an anthology podcast, very similar to Tales from the Crypt and the Twilight Zone. Um, uh, we have seven episodes currently out now. Our eighth episode will come out on Halloween. Uh, we'll have at least probably three to four more before we take a little break and get back into it. Um, our Halloween special episode, which is kind of modeled after the the specials from the 60s and 70s on network TV that you had, uh, where you would have a host uh, introducing a bunch of different skits, is now out. We have Josh Rubin performing the Telltale Heart, and we've got a couple of other great fun skits on there if you like and enjoy horror Halloween type stuff. So yeah, this was a blast, guys. Thank you so much, and I'll, I'll talk to y'all soon. Hey, thanks thank for you, helping Ryan. us get this set up. I think you were the only only one who knew what we were thank doing. Thank you. Yes, yeah, thank you very much, Ryan. Cheers, man. Yeah. Have a good one. Nice to meet you. You know, somebody somebody just mentioned Evil Dead, and yeah. I have to ask. That brings me to one of the the other subjects that I, I want. Like I wrote down, literally circled it. That I wanted to bring up here. How do you guys feel about the campy horror films? Like, is is there any love for that? Like Leprechaun or you know the the oh, yeah. bong, well, you're talking about evil bong. I have I still have good memories. I mean, it's 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 some people put it down as a film, really, but I still have good memories of the the film House from the eighties. Yeah, oh. I, I, I still I still that's enjoyed. A, I still remember one. enjoying yeah. that film. And I watched this, half how it was. Yeah, but, like that but, con, it's funny because yeah. I actually recently saw that for the first time. I was on oh, wow. the party. And yeah. Leprechaun uh, was just, it was such a, like, yeah, like, yes, like obviously the characters are dumb, the plotting is like, there's really not any great plotting here, but it's also pretty damn fun to watch. And, yeah, there's nothing wrong with watching something that's supposed to be scary and laughing about it. <laughs> Yeah, it also reminds me of. Have you guys seen the ad for that new one coming out? Thanksgiving. Yes. <laughs> oh yes, yes. Oh, That's one. <laughs> yeah, kind of like uh, that that Santa Claus movie with uh, David Harbor last year. That, uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Right at night. I had a good time with that one. Right at night. That was really yeah, fun. that was good. Also, uh, Jason Takes Manhattan was another cheesy one that was fun to watch. Yes. Oh, Jason yeah. Takes Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. He's, Jason takes a people? boat for an hour. Yeah. Jason Jason buys a Philly cheeseburger. Yeah, they <laughs> might as well start going in those directions. Did you all talk about say... corn? Sorry, what was that? Corn? Oh, I was asking, did I you said... all talk about Japanese horror, like the ring or the grudge? Because those things oh, are. Oh yeah. That's... No, oh. we did not even get into that yet. Because you know, no, Japanese. Those are some creepy movies. Yeah, for me as a, as a kid, I'm 38 now. The Grudge and the Ring, mainly the Grudge. Yeah, even the Ring, like the Grudge. Yeah, both of those. I think I see those. Now, are you talking about the, the original, like Japanese versions, or the, yes. the American remakes? Of? The original. Oh, we're not talking about the American ones. Oh, no. see, I, I've seen both. 
So, but the Japanese ones are phenomenal. Yeah. Way, way on another level. Yeah, I still need to see those. I feel like, uh, does, does Battle Royale, would you count Battle Royale as being Japanese horror? Or is it more of a thriller? I'd forgotten they were found. For, I was just thinking I didn't I didn't get into those, but I got into uh, kind of more Spanish. So I got into, you know, the found footage. I'd forgotten Wreck was found footage. I know, again, it had an American remake, but I got into those and really enjoyed those. They were yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, back, you, back straight, we definitely. Americans will remake everything, okay? Oh, we know, we know you take all our best comedies and murder them. We know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ashes to ashes. I mean, life on Mars. You know, yeah. We can agree on all this. We ruined all this. <laughs> you did a decent job with Steptoe. You did a decent job with Steptoe on Sun. You made it into Sanford and Sun. It's all right. You yeah. did an all right job with that one. I'll give you that one. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's all right, you know. And Cheers is amazing. I love Cheers. So, you know, I've... I've, I've Adore that song. I didn't know anyway. Cheers was a British show. It's not. It's American. I like it. It's good fun. No, oh, it wasn't. No, it was not really. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no. Yeah. Uh, my God, well, how many sequels to Wreck with it? Jeez, I didn't know those four of them. I might have to do those. Jeez. I mean, though. I mean, what, 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 the what the you're saying there with those Japanese films and the Spanish films, and these are well, like Train um, to Busan and stuff like that, like the South Koreans yeah. are killing it at the minute as well. So. But there's a certain they there's a certain uncomfortability about their film. They pay purposely go there, whereas sometimes when you get a big big American studio or a big film studio behind it, they almost make the film all a, a bit a bit too comfortable, a bit sort of like they oh, well, it's, yeah they well, yeah, do can, yeah. Americans don't like Americans don't like depressing endings. They don't. They, it's it's not like not. I mean, like in terms of like you know. Uh, like uh, questionnaires they've given out at the end of films, like they've changed the ending of films to make them kind of like more positive. I mean, like obviously the mist is a, <laughs> is an alternative one that they got through, but <laughs> a lot of the times they change things because I mean, there's nothing I like better than a good a good downtrodden ending. Like I watched Brightburn the other week. Yeah, uh, such a good that's such a great the... little gem. That. Ooh, it's only to watch Brightburn. Yeah, di- yeah, but, yeah, great. Yeah, I love. So would you... I love be some depressing ending? Definitely. Like I feel like. I feel like, like Shudder, like, you know, if we're going back to Japanese horror, Shudder is a favorite of mine. It's like, that ending is just so damn bleak. Uh, <laughs> what was the one where you had to pick the phone up? If you didn't pick the phone up, you'd die. I can't remember. I watched the original. Oh, oh, no, no. That's seven that, days. That's one missed call. Oh, no. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, is that the ring? Uh, yeah, I can't uh, One yeah. missed call. That's the one. Yeah, I, saw, I remember watching that, and that really freaked me out. Cause who? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah I still need. I still need to see one with cards. Been on my watch list, but no, no. Shutter, Shutter is the one that is. It's like with a photographer and his girlfriend who sees these like shadows, these silhouettes in her fo- in her photos, and they start trying to trying to solve this mystery and then what's behind these these shadows in the photographs, and just like I, I won't spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen who hasn't seen Shutter yet. It's two thousand four. Two thousand four movie specifically. And that movie, it is, again, one of the bleakest endings I've ever seen for movies. Like, wow, this, that happens for Shudder. Yeah, it's, it's kind of sad. There's also an American That, that we Americans... The American reboot. It's sad. I hate it here. Like, I hate the fact that our studios here neuter a lot of, like, the films. Like, I, I think... I, I remember Robin Williams commenting on... 
there there was supposed to be a much like more a screwed up ending for one hour photo. If any of you guys know what that movie is, oh, oh I, I, I love that's it. That's I love that film. I love that one. But and there was supposed to be an even more like darker ending. Yet the studio stepped in and said, "Okay, no, 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 we can't go there." That that's where that uncomfortability doubles up in like the places like Japan and Korea that are killing it. Yeah, you know? not afraid to, to do I do that. think exactly. with one hour photo, though, I, I do think, I mean, I don't know, I, I know there's a, new, it, a different ending, but I do think that part of the quality of that film comes from the fact that a lot is unsaid. And I think the uncomfortability yes. in a lot of what's going on in that film, not that I'll get into it because I don't want to sidetrack us, but I need to do that film. But, <laughs> but like, a lot of it's the unsaid. Oh, have me on for that horror, film, man. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Well, I was going to ask, do you guys consider Pan's Labyrinth uh, horror? I haven't seen that yet. I've never seen it. Yes, I I would. Um, in an in, in an unconventional way, I mean, yeah, because I mean, I I would consider it a ho- a Halloween specific, honestly, horror mm. almost. Okay. Not, not to drag us back, not to drag us back, but I've just thought. I think I think it was Horace saying earlier about that Halloweeny type. Uh, that's not a word. That Halloween type time of the year, um, and then we got onto the campiness of it. And I, I don't know if it's considered campy. I think it's a little bit, particularly the second one. But like Jeepers Creepers, where do we sit on that? Because I have a bit of a soft spot. Ooh. I haven't seen the third one. I can't bring myself to. Oh Lord, can I speak on that real quick? Yeah. So, on my sister show that we have uh, Sparrows under review, we just reviewed the Jeepers Creeper series. And I have to say, for all four movies, the third movie ranks... There's four of them. Yeah, the third movie ranks up there with The the Room. It is one of the worst movies ever made. Oh! Now you're talking. Now, now oh. you don't tease a guy, don't you? Oh. I'll have to give that a watch. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the first one. I saw the first one at the cinema. I like, because, I like the first one, too. Yeah. Because of this one thing. I love you, the second one. If you watch those movies accordingly, you should go watch the third one first. You should watch the fourth one. I mean, the first one second, the fourth one third, and then the second one last. If you're gonna watch, if you've never seen them, and it'll make sense. But if you watch them one, two, three, four, it is one of the worst cinema experiences I've ever had. Oh, I kind of want to watch them. Interesting. Yeah. I... Yeah, I was about to say same here. You've sold them. You've sold that to me. I've seen the first two Jeepers Creepers movies like years ago, years ago, and I remember liking. I remember liking the first one. Like the first one, I had some. I had some fun with. I don't really remember anything about the second movie, so maybe that indicates how I feel how how I had a what time I had with the second movie. If it's that forgettable, uh, yeah. That doesn't matter. Sorry, go on, Arthur. <laughs> uh, I would say though, I'm. I feel conflicted about the Jeepers Creepers series because of Victor Salva as a director and how he is a pedophile. So it's like. Eh, I, I I always feel I, I always feel conflicted about consuming art from people from who are, who are big creeps like that, and yeah. yeah, I just I don't know. Personally, I'm not in the mood to revisit the Jeepers Creepers movies. You know, personally myself. Oh, I've got a spicy take here. Then listen to this, and this is spicy. I think Eight Legged Freaks is better than any of the Jeepers Creepers movies. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I love it. <laughs> wait, is it, wait, wait. Is, Freak, this, is this the Spider movie with David yeah, Arquette? If I yeah, correctly? yeah. <laughs> I have not seen it. Oh, oh, oh. Arthur, come on, Arthur. 
<laughs> sometime, sometime. One of the greatest pieces of cinema. Like when he is climbing. Oh, and that 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 it just brings joy to me. Do you know? Do you know the story about the title of that film? Why it became Eight Legged Freaks? No, tell it me. Was a, tell it was it was original. No, believe this is true. I'll be sensitive the way I describe this one. So it was originally meant to be called a rack attack, as in A-R-A-C-H, as in, you know, arachnid. But obviously when it came out, the whole Iraq thing, so they were oh like, yeah, we can't God. call it we can't call it a rack attack because some silly people might think it's a Iraq attack. So let's change it to eight-legged freaks. That's why they just plucked it. So I don't think that whole you eight-legged freaks was meant to be as on the nose as it is. So there you go, that's a bit of trivia oh, for you. <laughs> Wow. Okay. <laughs> that is another, great. I another can't believe I that. that. I love Sean's factoids on review it yourself. Oh, I am I am absolutely useless in day to day life, but in like a, a film quiz or like watching quizzes on the television, I am I am right up there. You, you know, I'm your phone friend. Maybe you need one. Another great one that I liked, um, at least the first one, was that Final Destination movie. Yeah. Um, yes. idea, like, oh, I've seen. I've seen I a whole drive behind. Never knowing how they're going to. Sorry, I still won't drive behind. Uh, one yeah. of those the, the, log, the log trucks. The log yeah. trucks. Do you know what's mad about that series as well? And I don't think a lot of people know this. Like the the fifth final Final Destination Five is one of the best, if not the best, in the series because it like took. I can, yeah, I can get on board. It takes the original rules, doesn't it? And then it adds I... on the fact that, like, if spoilers, like the whole, oh, if you kill somebody, you take their life in essence. And I thought to, to that fight of the series, especially after the fourth one, which was just a bit of a gimmick with the 3D and stuff, I thought. See, the fourth one was the last one I saw. I have not seen five. Haven't you? Oh, it's, I, I don't want to tell you too much, but oh, it's great. It, it, yeah, like, watch, watch five. It changes watch five. the tone of them. It like it like decides to go a little bit different with him. It's great. I, I love the. I, I can agree with you on that too. On actually, on, like I said on my sister podcast, we reviewed Jeepers Creepers and Final Destination, and I agree with the fifth one and the second one. To me, the second one is the best. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Because the way that it ties in the third one, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh Brian, I've got to say this. Sorry to interrupt, uh, WB, but um, do not read about the fifth one before you watch it. Just try and watch it because. I don't want it to be spoiled for you, is all I'll say. I, I, vouch, I vouch for that, yes. Oh, uh, yeah, I want to go in blind, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, VW, sorry. Uh, WV. Sorry, Mav, I'm taking over, sorry. Oh, no, that okay. was fine. Okay. Yeah, Final Destination, I've, I have love for that franchise, because, like, it's just a, again, like, I really enjoy just watching all of these, all of these over-the-top kills, and just the, all the, the Ruby Goldberg, just, like, convoluted deaths, and, it's just, you know, some some silly old fun. Now, I will say, the fourth movie, I did not care for the fourth movies. I was just so blessed, so bland. It's my least favorite Final Destination movie. Every other movie I like. I, either I like, or it's, or it's like, hey, you know, this is actually like, really good. And for me, it's the third one. The third Final Destination my favorite. It's the one with Mary Elizabeth once said. Yeah, I Sorry, Arthur, I couldn't resist. The roller coaster one, but I'll check out the fifth one. You guys are uh, speaking so highly of it. I'll, I'll give it a look. Oh, oh, it's good. It really is. It, it, it is really good, yes. Not my personal favorite, but I can see why it has become such a 
a popular choice of being the favorite out of the whole franchise. And I'm looking forward to, to what the next Final Destination movie can deliver. What about The Hills Have Eyes? Haven't seen that. Whoa. Oh, Arthur! Why are you here, I, Arthur? I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I know. I know. I, that, that's I, a good what? one. Hills have eyes. Like, and and I will argue that Hills have eyes too was just as good. The new okay. ones or the old ones? Interesting. The new ones. Uh, the new yes. ones. Oh, that bit in the second one where the person gets put in that yes! like part of. Potty, part of loo, and then they I, get I infections. Exactly. Wait, did you just say a loo? Like a bathroom? No, 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 no. Like a, uh, what do you call them? Uh, do you know, like building sites where they have those temporary toilets at festivals? Oh, so like, yeah, parties. Parties. Oh, part of parties. Oh, part of parties. Oh, God, you Americans are so childish. But yeah, hey. part of loo. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm only joking. So, so part of party, think of me. Right, anyway, the, 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 like, the little toilets, right? I, I like it. You're more, you're more positive. Anyway, yeah, there's a, they like, Someone gets stuffed into one of those and then crawls out and promptly dies. It's great. Oh, it's all I can remember. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Sorry, spiders. And then I'll tell you, <laughs> yeah, a bit of a shitty way to go, but what can you do? Yeah, my last <laughs> Um, It has to do with the state of West Virginia where I'm from. Wrong turn. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and yeah. Another, another horror franchise that I have not taken a dive into. You know, what? as much as, I, oh, as, much as I'm watching plenty of horror, like especially because I have, I, I've been going through a Spooktober list. So basically, one one movie for every day of October. I love, so I've been oh, going through some classics, but some some spots, some gaps, I still need to fill. Do you know what I really enjoyed as well? Um, that's similar to that. Um, no vacancy with Kate Beckinsale. I've, okay, I've seen that. yeah. Wait, yeah. okay, that's also still on my watch list. Yes. I'm sure you've seen no Last House on the Left, Arthur. Not the original, but the reboot with Tony Goldwyn. Oh, go watch the original. Yeah, the original. Uh, <laughs> yes. That was just disappointing days. Some, some, sometime, <laughs> yeah, sometime. I actually, I thought the reboot was okay. I do wonder if I'll end up watching the original and think, oh, crap. The original is Arthur, way better than the reboot. I'm so jealous of the Halloween you're going to have this year. Mm. I mean, I will. I mean, I mean, like, Halloween. Like you know, I I will be watching Halloween. Like the first Halloween movie on Halloween since I've never seen any of the Halloween movies before. So oh, just don't watch Human Centipede. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh no! Funny that you up. Stay away from that. I'm going to watch oh. the original, the town that dress, the town that dreaded sundown. I've never seen that before. I've just started that. Really oh. forward to that one. Okay, so I okay, so I want to say about Human Centipede. Haven't seen any of the Human Centipede movies before. No, I don't no, know don't if I ever watched them. I don't know. A, a friend of mine really loves the movies. Seen or like the first all. one is it's the first one at least. I don't know. Not really. Like, I don't know. Not really my taste, but maybe just for curiosity's sake, I would watch the first. Just, movie. just imagine Hostel with all of the story, and I use that word lightly, ripped out of it. I like the, the, oh, the <laughs> well, I have not seen the Hostel. second one. I couldn't get past five minutes, and you'll know why I couldn't get past five minutes in the second one. Anyway, I've not seen Hostel, but uh, okay, have you not? I haven't, but again, I feel like Hostel might fall into the same kind of like. I feel like if anything, if we talk about horror, I feel like the one thing I'm not really on the into is torture porn. That's why. I, that's why I feel like, like for example, Saw. I feel like the first Saw movie isn't really torture porn technically. The sequels are, and that's why I'm like not really into the sequels. Yeah, the, well, the first possible, any... to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, I was gonna say, has anybody here seen a movie? And this was, I was like, I was like 18, and I went to a video rental store around the block from my house. So I'm dating myself there a little bit. 
But rest in peace, uh, rental stores. I know, but um, I asked this guy. I was like, "Look, I want like me and my girlfriend at the time wanted a scary movie, and I had seen, I, you know, I had seen all the all the movies." He gave me a movie called a Siberian film. Wait, do you mean wait a a Serbia a Serbian Serbian film? film. A Serbian film. Okay, which I have not seen, but I've heard it is excruciating. It is so. It makes human centipede look like the the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, between I've heard of that. Between the two, if if I were like, hey, do you want to watch Human Centipede or a Serbian film? I'd go with Centipede. Do you know what? Do you know what film I felt like that with? So sorry, I did, sorry. Go on, sorry. No, no, you go on. I, my, I, th- I don't I, like the, to the point where a film's unpleasant to watch. Now this might be. I mean, it was unpleasant in a plethora of ways. But I watched Rob Zombie's Halloween too, and that was it. Just was just unpleasant. It just felt like some guy had written it when he was really, really angry at the world, and it's just such <laughs> a pleasant film. It was just horrible. It really, it was like one of those songs that. You know, singers sing when they've just had a really traumatic breakup, and it's just you know you're really depressed listening to it. So yeah, I, just, I wasn't a fan of that one. So that's probably one of the worst horrors I've watched. Dreadful film. I can film. understand where you're coming from there, though. I definitely get it. Like the tone of the movie, it just seems like there's because I think one of the most important things about horror is you have to like to build suspense. Characters have to have hope, and that hope has yeah. to be able to be ripped away and they have to be able to build it back ripped away it, it's that's how you build tension it's how you build suspense and some of these just they opt for just gore and just endless blind horror and it's it doesn't hit the mark like they think it is no not at all I got a film that's bad like that. Ebola syndrome. Have anybody ever seen that? No. no. E- listen, Ebola is so cringy. I wouldn't uh-huh. watch it. I wouldn't watch it with any of your spouses. It, it's a Hong Kong exploitation film, and obviously, I don't have to leave too much for that. And then another one I wanted to throw in to just see if any of y'all. Um, I consider these kind of spooky. Um, Jordan Pills, Get Out, and Us. See, we touched on Get Out earlier. Yeah. Um, it's I, all right. It's not great. See, I wouldn't consider I, it. Uh, I loved it. I, well, I, I loved both. I, yeah, I, thought I, was, it, yeah. I thought it was, yeah, Arthur. I, I I think I was about to say the same thing as you. I definitely think it was great. But I, I don't think it's, tech, for me, it doesn't land in Halloween. Okay. I would it's say a great film, but it's not a great horror film, is it? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a Marvin, not really, not really horror. Marv, I'm gonna have to jump out, mate. It's, it's getting pretty late. I've got work in the morning. I apologize. I don't want to jump out, and I've I've stayed longer than I meant to. But yeah. I need to jump out, mate. If that's all right. Give a shout oh, out right. to some something you've got coming up, but sure, we want people to check out and where to find you. Have fun. <laughs> cheers. Yeah. Th- uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, cheers for chatting. I'm Sean from the Review it Yourself. Uh, it's just called Review it Yourself. It's a podcast. Uh, where I'm joined by regulars like Arthur and uh, Marv, uh, anybody else who's been on this chat today, if you want to come on and guest, you're more than welcome to. Um, I have got a review of Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, coming out um, the day before Halloween. I've also never seen any of the Friday the 13th films. I've never seen any of the Jason uh, 
Nightmare on Elm Street's never seen those either. So I've got a lot of catching up to do. Uh, and, if, and I can hear it. I, I know everybody else is just like spitting out their coffee or whatever it is Americans drink. Bless you. Um, and I'm joking. I like, I like to poke. Um, but yeah, if you uh, if you'd like to go out and find me, you can do. Um, and my shout out podcast is Weird Horizon. Uh, go check out Sarah. She does about cryptids and stuff like that. But thank you to Marv for having me on. Sorry if I took over a bit. I'm used to hosting rather than guesting. Uh, but no, cheers, Marv, and thanks everybody for the chat. Uh, I, I just have work. I need to go to sleep. No, man. Nice talking to you. Catch you soon, Sean, for those films yeah. we're going to look at. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Cheers. Oh, and please, uh, it was Brian, wasn't it? Please let me know what you think of uh, Final Destination 5. Cause I, oh, I will. I think a lot of it. Because I'm going to be on for one hour photo soon. <laughs> oh, good Ooh, stuff. Nice. I'll look forward to that one. <laughs> I'll look out for that one. But yeah, hey, thanks, guys, everyone. I got to get going, too. But uh, I appreciate you, uh, you having me on. This was a. Uh... This is an interesting talk. All right, Tyler, do do the same. Let people know where to find you and shout out an episode or something you got coming up. Sure, uh, I'm just working on a movie right now. You can follow me on uh, on the Twitter. I have some updates. Hopefully, a, a trailer actually in the next couple of weeks. But um, but that's about it. Um, yeah. Again, thanks for having me on. Thank you, yeah. Tyler. Thanks for joining in. Hey, it was a pleasure, man. Uh, I look forward to. Definitely working with you on something in the future. Sounds good, guys. We'll see you. Bye. So we'll start to uh, build this to a wrap. I mean, I was going to say something about uh, this, something about, you know, um, a lot of the films that I like that are in this sort of genre aren't um, CG related, the more practical effects, because to me, there's a certain... You know, with like stop motion effects and with a lot of prosthetics, really good prosthetic work, it's the natural, almost text sort of textural thing about it that makes it even more eerie. Yes, I I agree with you 110%. Um, I, I think that's honestly, that's kind of what adds to the Halloween feel. That's what really, to me, that's kind of what sets the tone. That's what I always put on the, you know, the last week. It, it's just what sets the tone, like the old, uh, the old Frankenstein movies. You know, you said the thing, um, yeah. just things like that. Just they're they're all done with practical effects, and they're done with a, a budget, and just whatever they have to work with with their hands. They do it, and they work magic, and it's amazing. Yeah, yeah I they mean, just, yeah. just drift atmosphere, and I feel like uh, even like a David Cronenberg's movie, it's like I feel like they also drift atmosphere, and just but I'm, I'm thinking of like The Fly, which has oh yeah impressive practical effects. I love that movie. I, I gave it yeah. like four and a half stars and Letterboxd when I saw it recently. Yeah, the effects of The Fly. I mean that uh, you, you can you can you can almost feel the the like the, oh the the awful gooiness of the character and and that you know when there's that stuff coming off him and that and it's it's got that yuck factor almost that that pushes it to another level almost to another dimension yes and and, and the thing is the fly isn't even just scary to watch it's also sad too it's very tragic yeah. to watch Randall just slowly he is slowly turning into a fly human 
creature who is losing the ability to be human, and he just you know has these bestial impulses that are overtaking it's my, him. It, and it's very it's sad my turn to get yelled at because I have not seen the fly. Oh, you you mm. need to watch it. It is really good. Yeah, I know. Really I, good. My, it's been on my to do list for so long. It's my turn to to get the the ooh. One of yeah, Jeff's best movies. Cronenberg. Uh, mm. And Jack Goldblum is amazing in the role. I think Jeff Goldblum is fantastic. Yeah, him and Gina, Gina Davis. And there's even like a, a, a side romance plot in the movie. That's, and sometimes like when I watch the stuff, sometimes the side romances don't really engage me. Like there's just not stressed out enough. But I actually really like the romance uh, subplot of the movie. I felt like that added to the tragedy of the, of the whole movie as well. Well, you, you've got the natural chemistry there, Arthur, because they were both married at that time. Yes, that's right. Yes. Uh, it does. Yes. That's a good point. But yeah. And in general, they, like David Cronenberg, like I'm like, I'm exploring more of his movies. I feel like uh, video, uh, Videodrome is also another great option as well. If you're talking about just like Cronenbergian horror, body horror. Again, practical effects are top notch in, in that movie. So well, um, God, I so I just wanted to say thank you for letting me come on, Marv. Okay. Go, oh, JR, let, have, JR, yeah. JR, let people know about uh, the shows that you do and how to find you. All right. Uh, you can find me across uh, Instagram. I have three shows, West Virginia and Commonplace. West Virginia and Commonplace presents a collection, um, which we will be covering Category 3, Hong Kong Exploitation Cinema. I would love to have any of you on if you get a chance to watch any of those. Um, and the other show, Spares Under Review, the sister show, we review any and everything. It doesn't matter if it's a movie, TV show, whatever. We do that. And once again, I want to thank you all. And you all, this was amazing. Hey, it was a pleasure thank meeting you, man. Definitely, Definitely DM me uh, the names of those, and I will watch them, and I would love to be on. Okay, definitely. All right, y'all guys have a nice evening. You too. Take care. You too. So, okay, then. So I'm, I'm going to quickly go to something that um, my other half, uh, Louis, suggested was a good, and I thought it was a great idea, was is there a specific, you know, almost iconic horror, horror, horror character that to you, you know, is is out there as a character just quintessential i mean to me um there's, there's plenty of them but i i still think that the tony todd uh, Candyman. uh i don't think anybody could do that character like tony todd did oh uh, yeah Ooh. he was he was great in that role i because i recently saw the i've seen the first two Candyman movies and tony todd is fantastic in that role he's just like built for that and it's funny because he's also in Candyman and all and then Final Destination, a few of the Final Destination movies, but Candyman specifically, yes, he is, a, he is, he, he fully fleshed out that role, and I think also adds a sympathetic facet to Candyman as well, as you know, you know, you, you learn about his backstory, how he came to be, and how he is someone, like, he's, he's so full of hatred because of the, like, uh, because he was, he was murdered, and just a, a great figure there. Yes, Candyman definitely qualifies. Yeah. See, for me, it, a, a horror icon that, and this might just be because, like, I don't know, when I was growing up and I like my first memories of, like, going out on my own and trick-or-treating where I stayed over at my buddy's house. 
we were playing like we were football buddies and I stayed up all night watching all the Halloweens for like three days straight. So Mike Myers and the acting, I mean, is, is let's be honest, downright garbage. He, he looks like he's doing a funky dance with the knife half the time, but <laughs> it's, it's the way that, and on it, hell, I think the music from John Carpenter's like soundtrack that, that he like selected for it and, and put together for it is almost as iconic as like Mike Myers. Cause I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think you have one without the other. I really don't. That, and that's, you don't often see that with like a, something so simple, like a, a backdrop to it, you know, to a, a horror film. But I think it's that key. Yeah, I definitely agree. The, the, the score definitely stands out. Like, and again, I haven't even seen the any of the Halloween movies. But as someone who just generally generally loves film scores, I consume plenty of them. So I've listened to the Halloween score quite a bit. Just that, you know, like I said before, it's a minimalist score that really is just it's catchy. It stays in your brain. Yes, mm-hmm. and. And then for iconic horror figures, I think the one that I'm going to go with is Ghostface. Yeah. And I'm saying this as someone who has watched all mm. of the Scream movies. And I just feel like Ghostface is... like Ghostface is such an interesting figure because it's not just one person. It's multiple people across multiple movies who wear the mask and go on these, these murder sprees, killing people. And... It's a, and the mask itself is very simple. It's, it's a simple design. It just, you know, looks like something you can, you can buy at some costume store. But the mask has become such a, a, such a, a popular symbol in horror. And again, something that multiple people have worn. And as they're wearing these, you know, these black cloaks, wearing the masks, going around with knives, most of, most of the time, you know, killing people with knives and just being so ruthless, so cruel. And... I just I love that, and again, and again, like you know, I I I love in general. I love the Scream franchise, aside from the third movie, which I don't think was it's all that great. I think it's quite flawed. But the rest of the movies, eyes are like you know, hey, you know, I like them. They may have flaws, but I like them too. Great, you know, fantastic. Well, pu- pulling away the curtain a bit with that one, you know, and I'm I'm going to turn into Doc, who's who's left the group from uh, Therapy Bites, and I'm going to go all uh, psychology on this, but. There's something about the ghost face character where you said, you know, it, it could be anybody in that. That's that's another thing, you know, if you think about it, the fact that that's added to it is the fact that it could be anybody. And that adds to the whole, that that feel to it, if you think about it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I, like, the movies, most of the, most of the movies I had gone into were spoilers just because it's like, as... Like the, the spoilers, are like oh, you know, they're so popular. It goes to cultural osmosis, so you, so you'll know. And unless you're really good at hiding from spoilers, you'll know who the killers are. So I went into most of the movies with spoilers. That being said, I still enjoyed the ride. I still enjoyed, you know, following like oh, how exactly did do the you know what exactly does happen? How does the plot unfold? And how like I'm watching these characters, and even if I know who which characters are the killers, there were a few times like when I genuinely didn't, but most of the time I did. 
But even then, I was so intrigued by these characters and being like, oh, okay, so it's like certain people seem to be ordinary, seem to be very charming, and seem to be, you know, maybe some, maybe even great allies. But then it turns out, oh, wait, there's a killer all along. There's a ghost face that's what we're looking for. Anyway, we'll we'll start to wrap up now. Then, so um, Arthur, what what have you got coming up, and how can people get hold of you? Uh, well, first, I want to say, just, you know, thanks so much for letting me come on here. This really was a blast to talk about horror movies, and uh, I still have, you know, I have, I have a podcast. You know, like I said, for two cents critic again, covering books, movies, and TV shows. I you know, to continue to bring people on that, bring lots of guests on to talk about social media, go into breakdowns. And if you want to, you know, find me, you can find me on on social media, on my account on, on Twitter, I think. Uh, just let me... Hey, man, okay. it was a pleasure uh, talking to you, dude. Uh, like, you know, I'm on, like, Twitter and Instagram at two underscore sense critic. And I'm also at Arthur underscore S18, also on Twitter. And yeah, just, yeah, it's just such a fun time, you know, hopefully, you know, tune into my show and talk about more movies. Yes. Anytime, dude. Let me know a date and I'll, I'll, I'm more than ready to be to guest. Oh, yeah. I'm always, I'm always looking for guests. Yeah. So always yes, keep people, keep people in mind. Cool. Cool. Okay, like Brian, said, Brian, what about yourself? What are you up to, and how can people contact you if you want them to? Uh, use the use my Twitter um, at official bkcomdy. Um, at the moment, uh, I've got a Discord show that I'm guest hosting on the 29th, and mm-hmm. I've that'll be um, it's like a, a weird discord Halloween thing that's like not getting released until the day of it's I don't know but it, it's how the guy wants to do it so and then I've got uh, I think I've got two November things that I'll, I'll they'll be up on my Twitter at some point that I'll post I'm not good with calendar my wife normally does it for me <laughs> I understand that. Um, I understand that. Yeah. And uh, as far as shouting out a podcast, aside from shouting out um, uh, friggin' pods like us for having me on and, you know, for putting this together and, like, hell yeah, dude. Like, this was a, a good time. I, I had a lot of time, a lot of fun. A lot of fun doing this. And yeah, uh, the one I want to shout out. It's it's more of a popular. It's not, really, it's not horror based at all, but it's one that in this world of degradation and terrible, terrible, you know, emotions all around. Uh, the If I Were You podcast uh, through Headgum is just it's just always a a, a blast to listen to. But my wife told me to also say the Dark History podcast is also very good because that fits more with the theme. Ooh, okay. So, I'll check, check those out, definitely. I think if I were you, I feel like I've vaguely heard, heard of that one as well. That's, but... It's Jake and Amir. Okay, okay. 
definitely check that out. Yes, and and then speaking of which, actually, do you have my own podcast to give a shout out to as well? And I would give a shout out to Horror Queers, which is a podcast that focuses on on horror through a queer perspective. And that's a great show. I've been listening to that for a while. I've actually had both of the hosts on Two Cents Critic as well. And the hosts always have, you know, really thought-provoking, fun conversations about horror. Yes, horror queers. That's my podcast. I'll give, it, I'll give a shout-out to you. And also, on, I'm, on, I'm also on Letterboxd as well, at Arthur underscore Ant18 on Letterboxd. I feel I feel really bad because I'm going to shout one out that's almost like a big show in a sense. I'm I'm really enjoying uh, the Aaron Mankey uh, produced uh, uh, audio drama se- drama anthology, Thirteen Days of Halloween. Um, I've I've really Ooh. enjoyed listening to that. Ooh, uh, I, yes. like a, I like a lot of his shows actually. Um, but um, and then you know you've got like uh, Tracy Owls is a good fact well show that looks into you know m- myths and legend uh, legendary creatures you know going all the way from you know Bigfoot to all of these strange other creatures all over Ooh. the world and uh, that that's fascinating. Ooh, very nice, very nice, cool. And hey, if I can, if I can do an, like a literal two seconds before I actually sign off because. I, I do got to get out of here. Um, Go on, Brian. One last thing that I, I want to shout out is, um, oh, oh, my God. Wow. I I just completely blanked on that. I, I had it in my mind. But anyway, I guess it wasn't that important. Oh, no. Oh, no. I hate when that happens. That's oh. okay. It is It is what it is. I guess it wasn't, like I said, can't, couldn't have been that important then. But, um. Oh, wow. Yeah, like guys, it was it was a real pleasure being on. Um, thank you for Definitely. having me on, and uh, uh, I look forward to working with both of you guys in the future. Have a Absolutely. good night. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can find pods like us on uh, all all of the socials: Instagram, Twitter, Threads, uh, TikTok, and Facebook. And we're contactable through podslikeus at gmail Anyway, we've had some great guests today and thank you everyone for listening and hope you listen again to another episode of Pods Like Us. Hey everybody, sorry I couldn't make it. I wanted to be there so badly to talk about horror films. This is Clayton from the Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies podcast. So uh, what I look for in horror film is atmosphere, vibes, preferably something bleak. My top three go-tos are always Carter Smith's The Ruins. It's dark, it's fucked up, it's brutal. Total comfort horror for me. The Evil Dead remake from 2013. You can't go wrong. Throw it on all the time. My other one is the little known, little seen, underappreciated, underrated, and one of my all-time favorites, The Black Coat's Daughter. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Bleak, cold, amazing. Great time.
So uh, if you want to check out what we've been talking about, men who like men who like movies, we just did an episode on Oculus, you know, good old Mike Flanagan. We've got an episode coming out on It Follows. I have to suggest, other than my own podcast, Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies, check it out. You can find it anywhere. Listen to the podcast cover to credits. It's my happy place. It's so good. They cover books and their movie adaptations. This month they did The Ring and The Thing. Great time. Check it out. I hope you guys have a great time talking about horror. I'm so sad I couldn't be there, but here's my thoughts.